The topic that we're covering today, I'm not going to lie, it's a little cringeworthy. It like it really just gets under my skin. Maybe it's because I'm a people pleaser and the idea of firing somebody never sits well with me. I don't like confrontations. Like I am that person that like runs in the opposite direction when I know I have to have a hard conversation. But we really, really need to talk about this today because, and this concept really came to me that maybe we just need to fire ourselves. And I know that sounds a little weird and you're like, what in the world are you even talking about? That doesn't make sense. How am I going to fire myself? Trust me, I'm going to break down some of the thought patterns that I know I am not alone in having and some of the things that I have overcome that have helped me become a better podcaster, and it's because I fired myself. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So I'm totally aware that the concept of firing yourself is very foreign. So (laughs) I thought I would give you a really practical example that I hope nobody else can relate to because this was not a good feeling when it happened to me, but the truth is that it did happen to me and it was just so crazy. So Over a decade ago, which makes me feel very, very old, I was just getting started in my corporate job. And if you haven't heard the story before, I used to work for a very large general contractor and I was an accounting clerk. I started as an admin and like out on a job site. I will still like remember this, remember my very first day starting in a job site trailer and I was kind of an admin on the job. And then the the chief, she wasn't the chief financial officer of the company, but kind of of like our region. She was um, our controller. And she just was the most intimidating woman <laughs> you ever meet. And she stood five foot tall without her heels on. And I mean, like, or no, sorry, that was with her heels. She might have been like five two. So she and I'm like, for reference, I'm about five foot seven. So this tiny little person just shot basically the fear of ever like all the things. Like it, it, she was, she was very intimidating. And she interviewed me and was like, "I'd love for you to have like come work for me as an accounting clerk." I was like, "Okay, I don't have any accounting training except for what I took in college, and you know, it was accounting one and accounting two. Like that was it." She was like, "That's fine. You know, we just need we need bodies that can process invoices, and you know, you want the job or not?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, absolutely." So I started working with them. And this was a few months prior to them making a huge transition in their accounting software. Now stick with me for a second. I promise I'm not going to bore you with all the things, the nuances of how we processed invoices and the things that we did. I kind of feel like 
you know, Angela Martin from The Office. (laughs) She was kind of like that. I don't know why people who are in accounting often get like uh, portrayed in movies and TV shows to be kind of uptight and boring or maybe, you know, just kind of someone you don't really want to hang out with, you don't want to deal with. But that was kind of the idea that I had. I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this going to be something like, am I going to hate my job whenever I get started? And then they're talking about this new accounting software. Like, this just sounds really overwhelming. Do I really want to do this? But I went into it very optimistic because this was right after the downturn of the economy, right? Like everything kind of crashed in 2008 and it wasn't a great time to graduate in 2009 from college when they're like, oh, basically there's nothing on the job market for you. And I had a newborn and all the things. So this was 2011 when I started working for this company and they were like, yeah, pretty soon we're gonna transition to this new software. And I will never ever forget because it scared the crap out of me having only been in this job for a little while, somebody said to me, someone told our boss, actually, they said, maybe you should just let go of everyone in your department because it's just going to be easier to work with people that don't have the habits that your people do because there were already processes and systems in place that they had been using probably for several, several years before I even got there, right? Like I was taught their previous accounting software. I learned the systems. I read the manuals. Like I did all the things. I knew all, I knew all the processes. And then they were like, oh, but we're about to scrap all of that. And everything like as we know it right now will be different when we launch this new program because it was going to affect the entire company, not just our department, but the entire company. And they said, you should just fire all the people in your department. It'd just be easier to train brand new people. And I remember it scared me so much because I thought, oh, like, what if they do? What if they say, oh, y'all are just taking too long to learn this? Or, you know, you have all these old habits because we were questioning everything about this new system. It didn't make sense to us. Why would we do it that way when, you know, they had been doing it well before I was there a certain way and it just, the old system made sense to us, right? It was our habits. It's what we knew. It was, it was our process, not only for us, but for other people that had to sign off on invoices and approve payments and all the things. So long story short, I made it through the transition. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really hard. Like I can tell you, like if I were to sit in on a job interview and ask someone like, or someone asked me like, well, what's, what's the hardest thing that you've faced? And this was you know, and obviously my old job, like what was the hardest thing you faced in the corporate world? It would be transitioning from one software program to another with a company. It was a nightmare. I made it through it. And then I only worked there for so long. So I have that experience under my belt. But what does this have to do with podcasting? You're like, Crystal, you just told us this long story. What does this have to do with firing yourself? How is this even applicable to what we do in the podcasting space? Well, I want you to ask yourself, what old habits or what old mindset do you have from other periods of your life? Maybe it was a corporate career, maybe it was a childhood identity that you had, or other some other kind of baggage that you need to let go of. And instead of just proposing that question to you and then just saying, okay, that's it. That's all I have for you today. No, no, no. Of course, I'm going to give you some examples of my own journey 
and maybe you can identify with or at least relate to some of the things that I'm going to share, but I really, really want you to ask yourself, what habits, what mindset are you bringing? What kind of baggage are you bringing into your podcast that's holding you back? Because I I see you out there, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, I don't want to walk through this, I get it. This is going to make you a little uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Like I said earlier, like firing someone, if you've ever had to fire someone, I'm sorry. It's not. Okay, here's another like quick, quick story. I promise this one won't be as long. I was the student manager in college in our little office. I work for the <laughs> the Office of Student Affairs, like the director of student affairs, the people that do like fraternity life and all that. Like he kind of oversees, makes sure people don't get in trouble and just a whole bunch of stuff. He was a pretty big deal in the student center. And I worked in his office and I was an assistant to his assistant and I became a student manager there. Y'all, I had to hire and then later fire one of my best friends. Oh my God. You want to talk about extra cringeworthy because I couldn't let them know that I was going to let them go beforehand. I didn't know what to say. And we continued to hang out and be friends after that. But it was just like, oh my gosh. Whenever she told me, she was like, no, you have to let him go. I thought, oh, I, I don't think I can do this. That's kind of what this may feel like for you in letting go of some of the baggage that you're holding for yourself. So I told you I'd give you some examples. So some of the identities that I have had to shed over the years as really just to help me become a better podcaster and a better speaker, one identity that I had ever since I was a little kid is you talk too much. Oh my gosh, this was me. This was me. I was told as a kid, like I would, if I ever got in trouble in class, it was for talking with someone else or, you know, raising my hand too much to, you know, add something to the conversation. Like it it was just a blanket. You talk too much. But now this is what's the full circle moment of having this previous identity. I'm literally, literally getting paid to teach other people's how to use their voice, and to talk more. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Do you see do you see what I'm saying here? Like if I would have held on to the identity of like, "Oh, Crystal, you talk too much. You shouldn't have a podcast." What? That's literally the exact opposite of what comes natural to me. I've always loved talking. Yes, I will tell you growing up, I probably should have shut up more and I probably should have listened a whole, whole lot more to my parents and my teachers and my coaches and like all the really like important influential people in my life. But I've always loved talking. So if I would have let that 
identity just hold me back, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't. So if you have an identity like that from your childhood, maybe it was, you know, you you are more sporadic than other people. Maybe you, you know, I don't know, I could think of a million other things that we could place on a child and say, oh, you are too much of this. Don't let that hold you back. Ask yourself, how can I apply that to my podcasting journey? Or how can I really use that as energy, as motivation, as inspiration for the people in my community? So the identity of I talk too much is not something like I embrace it fully now and I help other people use their voice as well. So that's one. The next one is really funny because I still get told this a lot and I can't help it. <laughs> it's just something, it's something that comes natural to me and that is I'm too loud. Y'all, my husband will still tell me all the time. My husband's name is Seth. Shout out, babe. Um, just, I'm, I know you're gonna crack up if you hear this, but he, okay, I wake up first. I wake up at 5 a.m., he typically doesn't get up until, you know, 5.45, 6 a.m., something like that. It's well into my probably second cup of coffee. <laughs> and I will go and have a conversation with him. He's like, you know, he's in the shower, he's getting dressed or whatever. And I'll say, oh my gosh, I just thought about this. And I'm just like, I'm going a million miles an hour already because I've had my coffee. I've already done my morning routine and I'm just, I'm awake. And he will look at me and say, babe, you're so loud. Why do you, why, why do you have to be so loud in the morning? And it's just not something I think about. Like a whisper to me is like someone else's scream. It really is. I don't know how to be a quiet person because that is naturally not who I am. I'm a loud person. And this is something I was told repeatedly, again, as a kid, like, you're so loud, you need to be quiet. And I'm just like, I don't know how to be quiet. But at the same time, me being loud is what led me to being a leader on the volleyball court. It is like, that was the reason, like, I was encouraged to lead like chance. I don't know if you've ever watched volleyball, you know, you like you go, your bump, set, spike, you hit it, you block it, you know, you do something that's really awesome. You ace the other team. Oh my gosh, y'all, I had such a good serve. Oh, I miss volleyball so much. But I would like, you know, throw up the ball, I'd hit it. And I had this killer serve that, you know, whenever it hit the ground and nobody touched it, that's called an ace. We would have these little cheers and I would lead them if, you know, one of my other teammates did it. I can't even remember what they were. Oh my gosh. I really wish right now that I could come up, but it was always something that was like, aw, ace. And we'd clap or do some other kind of silly cheer in the middle. But I led a lot of those because I was the loudest. <laughs> and so that helped me gain confidence as a leader. So I took this one little aspect of my personality that a lot of people would see as negative. Well, she's just loud. Like, you're loud. You need to be quieter. But instead of changing this thing about my personality, this thing of who I am as a person, I embraced it and said, you know what? I am loud. And that means I can lead people on the court. It means I can lead people on 
you've heard this story before if you listen to the podcast. It means that's the reason why I became a cheerleader. Like I didn't have the best jumps. I didn't have the best form, but you can bet your bottom dollar. I was the loudest one on the field. Like People would tell me we can hear you on the, like on the visitor side, you know, on the football fields, you have the home side and you have the visitor side. My friends would say, oh, we, we knew exactly where you were. We heard you when we were walking from the visitor side over to our field. We knew exactly where you were on the field because you're so loud. So those moments of leading teams, making sure that I was encouraging my teammates, gave me the confidence to be the motivator and the cheerleader that you know today as your podcast coach. It's something I 100% embrace, and I wouldn't have the same confidence if I didn't have those experiences. So I don't let the identity of I'm too loud hold me back. I embrace it. So again, if you have something, some sort of baggage, some sort of identity that people told you all your life, you're too loud, how can you embrace that and bring that in to what you're doing, part of your message, part of the delivery of what you are trying to say and how you're trying to make an impact with your community, use it and embrace it. Okay, this next one. (laughs) Oh, this next one just makes me laugh because um, it's still true to this day. And that is, I don't have the best writing or grammar. Now, okay, I'm gonna give you my secret. Because at this point, I don't let this hold me back because y'all, I have published, I mean, just for this podcast alone, we've published more than 200 and this is episode 271. Okay, this is episode 271 of this podcast. But on top of that, I have published show notes for this podcast. I've written sales pages. I've created a course and I've published two books. But I've also been told you don't write really well and your grammar isn't the best. That doesn't even count how many emails I have written in the past four years either. But I had the identity for a while. I will never forget. This was my senior year of high school and we were part of, um, it was like the honors English class or whatever that counted for high school credit and for college credit. And I'll never forget my friend who is a phenomenal writer and she does amazing things right now as a public speaker. She's a news anchor for crying out loud. Shout out, Casey. You're incredible. You're amazing. She's a news anchor and she just always wrote so beautifully. And I would listen, you know, we'd have to read our papers sometimes out loud in class and I'd listen to what she wrote and think, oh my gosh, like she is so freaking good. Why can I not write as good as she does, you know, she'd get a plus plus pluses on her paper while I'm like, you know, a C plus or a B minus, and I'm just crossing my fingers and my toes. I'm like, please just let me get an A in this class. And I just remember I wouldn't get the best grades on my English papers. So I would think I'm just really not a great writer. And then on top of that, my grammar isn't all that great. I don't always know my sister-in-law. She is uh, also a writer and she's more of like a technical writer. She works with contracts all the time. So she really understands the English language as far as correct writing. I almost call it like academic technical writing. She really understands that grammar. Oh my gosh. She and my husband's grandma actually helped me edit my very first book. 
And I will never forget thinking, I how do y'all know this stuff? The dangling participle? What the heck does that even mean? I don't know these things. So I would have this identity of, I'm not a good writer. I don't have all the right grammar, but yet here I am. I'm not a trained writer, but I've published two books and I keep showing up. I keep publishing blog posts that are good enough. I keep writing emails every single week. I keep showing up because I don't let that identity hold me back. I still show up just as I am. You won't see super fancy words like a dangling participle. I laugh every time I say it. It's so funny. I don't know why it's so funny. I guess because it almost sounds like a dirty word. <laughs> like we don't know what it means. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just my personality. I This is another thing is I like to bring humor into my content. And that's a strength of mine is taking something and laughing at myself, right? That self-deprecating humor is like, hey, I'm an idiot when it comes to English language, but I can make you laugh about a dangling participle. <laughs> like, It's a gift. It's a gift that I have, but I don't let that hold me back. So if you have some sort of identity, you got a bad grade in chemistry, or you were told you were dumb, or you, you're not good enough at what you do to have a podcast about that, shed that identity fire yourself. That's really what I want to go back to is like, you got to fire that version of you and just say, look, I know that we loved being a specific way in our corporate career. And we liked talking a certain way that sounded so professional. But if you're not trying to be that person today, you don't have to be, you don't have to be when it comes to showing up behind the microphone, you can be exactly who you are. And that is okay. And then the last point I wanted to make is the accent. Y'all, this is the one that I hear most often when people complain that they don't love, like they don't, I was going to say they don't like, that was like a live love, like, but like and love word smash. People will tell me various degrees of I don't like my voice or I hate my voice or I can't do this because my voice is too shrill. My voice is this. My voice is that. I have an accent. I don't use the words that I, you know, would make me sound smarter and blah, blah, blah. I've heard it all. I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs at this point in my journey. I have heard all the reasons why you don't like your voice. And I can tell you, I had some of those exact same thoughts whenever I first started. I thought, oh my gosh, I sound like a country bumpkin hick that no one, no one is going to want to listen to. Those were the first thoughts that I have. If you go and read my book, if you read Start a Bingeworthy Podcast, the introduction, that is the first thing that I talk about in the book. I talk about how I got made fun of when I went to school in Texas Okay, I didn't go to an out-of-state school. I didn't move across the country. I moved four hours away from my hometown and I was in a school in Texas and I got made fun of because of my accent. So I had this identity of, man, she's just the hick. She's just the country girl and she's probably never gonna grow out of that. And maybe you've thought that before. It's like, oh, this girl's definitely from Texas. Her accent is a lot thicker at times. And sometimes there's just one word that'll come out. <laughs> Shout out to Kathy, my girl. Oh my gosh. She thinks it's so funny whenever I say the word hill. <laughs> it's H-I-L-L. -L. 
but I guess it, you can't tell the difference between that and H E E L hill and hill. <laughs> I can't, I can't really tell the difference either, but I know what I'm talking about. But that's the thing is I could have let that hold me back. I could have said, ah, oh, you know, I just, my accent is way too thick. I don't know that I need a podcast. Uh, people, people won't like it. They, they won't really like my accent. I'm just going to hold off. I'm just going to keep pushing back. Nope. I fired that version of myself. And I said, nope, you're not going to let that hold you back. You're going to keep going because you are meant for bigger things. And you have a message that only you can share to the people that only you can reach. And they have important messages that they need your help to get it out of them, to help them market it, help them share it, help them understand how to launch it. And those are the reasons why I've pushed past all of those identities. I have fired those versions of myself that other people have labeled me. You talk too much, you're too loud, you really don't have the best writing or the best grammar, and your accent is way too thick. I fired those identities. So maybe the analogy of firing yourself isn't right, right? Maybe instead it should be shedding all of these old identities so that you can create new ones. And the thing that I wanna leave you with is really thinking about yourself. And I know this is cheesy, but it's like being a caterpillar turning into a butterfly or something else like motivational, whimsical, you know, like one of those cat posters or something like that. Like that's really what I think of is how can you shed all of these old things that are holding you back and keeping you from starting your podcast or keeping you from leveling up your show? Maybe the thing of like, oh, you know, I really want to have this big guest on my show, but they're going to think I'm an idiot because I don't know all the things there are to know on my topic, but I know having them on my show would be a really big deal. Like, forget all that nonsense. Embrace who you are because that is why people will listen to you, right? That is why people will come back to your show. And that is how you stand out from all the other podcasts out there. Whenever you can just be yourself and you can show up exactly who you are exactly how you were meant to show up in this world, that's what people are drawn to. So don't let these other identities hold you back from sharing that important message that you have. Y'all, this felt like a tough love and a cringeworthy and all the things. Like this, this was a really good episode. Like I am excited to share some of these things with you that I don't often talk about. I mean, I usually tell other people's experiences, but I I really enjoy sharing this part of who I am with you because I want you to know you're not alone. If you've been told you talk too much, you're too loud, like you're really not qualified to be doing what you're doing, I've been told all of those things too, but I've shed all of those old identities that were holding me back from moving into and stepping into where I'm supposed to be right now in my journey And it's kind of like I'm that caterpillar stepping out of my cocoon and turning into a butterfly because that is really, really what podcasting is for me. I have totally embraced the leader that I'm trying to be to help you share your important message. So make sure you go to the show notes, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 271. I'm just going to have basically the highlights of all the things that we talked about here today, but I want you to shed all of those identities that are holding you back 
And if you want to know more about what this process looks like or how you can really step into creating a podcast that it's going to have a really impactful message in a very simple way, make sure you check out Profit Podcasting. This is my digital program. You've probably heard me talk about it before, but I'm going to have a link to it in the show notes. And if you're ready to shed those identities and take that next step, we would love to have you in the program because We have a lot of fun, and I tell a lot of personal stories about what my podcasting journey has looked like, but I also share with you ways that you can do some of the inner work to understanding your audience better and really making that deeper connection that will help your message have a bigger impact. So again, go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 271 for today's show notes. But that's all I have for you today. So if you have not already, make sure that you hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave us a rating and review if you have not already. We so appreciate all the reviews that we have and I read every single one of them. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.